Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And welcome back into the Canicuck Institute podcast. Uh, Keith Chancy and Chad Hampsh once again with you. And uh, we're, we're in the middle of a fun series, Keith, talking through uh, a bunch of these amazing Old Testament <laughs> stories yeah. that, um, that so many grew up hearing, learning, um, even for those that weren't raised in the church, probably right. know the story of David and Goliath yeah. and some of the stories we're going to look at today. So, um, Keith, remind us before we jump into to talking about David and Goliath, what are some of the things we're looking for as we look at these Old Testament stories when we talk about the idea of shadows and, um, and, and hints of what's going on in the Old Testament? Well, you know, you've got to look beyond the story. You know, the, uh, we, we tend to just focus on David's going to go fight this big giant. And we realize to understand that this is Israel and, and this is God doing miracles about what's going to happen in the future. And so we just don't need to be so mesmerized by this story as we are to the bigger story. You know, we always talk about the uh, upper story, lower story, where you see this story that you go, wow, isn't that cute? It's kind of fun. I can practically, I'm going to go slay a giant. But then we realized to fail, we fail to understand that that story is a whole lot deeper meaning than we ever imagined. And that's talking about something greater about, you know, David would be king. And one day there's going to be a greater king than even David. His name's going to be Jesus. And, and when you see that and you go, wow, these are just foreshadowings of what's to come. It makes that story of, of, of David and God even a little bit better, you yeah. know? Yeah, that, that is really, and a really good point, you know. We're so quick to read the Old Testament mm-hmm. and to want to move directly to application. Yeah. And and of course, we want application of the Scriptures. Absolutely. But we also don't want to miss that God is doing something much bigger in the history of Israel and mm-hmm. His plan of redemption. And so that's what we're going to focus yeah. in as we continue to talk about some of these stories. If if you haven't been with us over the last several podcasts, we talked about um, the, the beginning and in, in the story in Genesis of Adam and Eve and um, some of those shadows of the Old Testament. We're going to take the next several weeks and continue that that story, and we're going to start with one that is common to not just believers, but to pretty much everybody that's ever Absolutely. played a sport. <laughs> if you've ever, if you've ever uh, gone to a church or heard some story somewhere that was Christian, you probably heard this story of a guy named David. Yeah. And you go, little guy. Yeah. Right? So let's set up the context, Keith, before we jump into the actual like nuts and bolts of the story. Um, what's happening why does David end up in a place to go fight Goliath? What's happening with Israel and the, this group of people called the Philistines? Well, these Philistines have come into the land and they have taken over. And God doesn't like that because God is very possessive of the land which he has given the people of Israel. And what has happened is that the, the, the bad guys, so to speak, have taken over the land and the good guys are being conquered. And God says, you know what? That isn't going to be the way it works. I am in control and I am God. And so when you look at uh, the, the nation here, you go, okay, who's going to win this battle? It looks like it's overwhelmingly that, that uh, Israel cannot win. Mm. And so there are, there are these uh, people in the land and they have this giant and his name is Goliath. And he's, you know, fee fi fo fumming everybody and saying, <laughs> you know, I am the giant and I'm going to kill everybody. And David hears this and he goes, you know what? Uh, I want to go see what's going on. And his dad says, hey, take your brother some food and go check it out in the Valley of Elah. 
and let's just see what's going on there. And so David runs up there. And when he gets there, he looks around and he sees this giant out there saying all those ugly things about God. And he says, wait, who's going to fight? And nobody stepped up to the plate to go fight this giant because they're all afraid, even his own brothers. And David says, you know what? I'll fight. And, and here's the king at that time. And David says, hey, I want to go fight the, the great Goliath. And the king says, oh, there is no way, young, you know, little Jedi warrior, you yeah, know, you yeah. are so little. There's no way you can go fight this guy. And it's really kind of funny, Chad, because it says that King Saul puts all of the armor, his armor, on this little kid that's a teenager. And it's so big and overwhelming that David's going, I can't wear this stuff. And he begins to fall and, you know, can't even pull the sword out. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Let me just throw all this down. And he has nothing there that day but a slingshot and a rock. And I love that story as we see, here's David going against the greatest warrior of the time. And they, they're going to try to protect him by putting all this garb on him. And David says, no, I go in the name of the Lord, my God. Mm. <laughs> I just love that. It's good. It, it, um, what's fascinating about this story, too, is um, the armies had decided yeah. they didn't want to have massive loss. And so they said, just pick one man. Yeah. Uh, to to intercede on the half of the on behalf of the people and like you mentioned, what's fascinating is David's not even there. He's not even really a part of no. the story. He's bringing lunch. Yep, <laughs> he's the lunch bear. Yeah, the, you big, know? the big brothers are yeah. out there supposedly fighting yep. the battle. Brought and, McDonald's in with the, you know, with the fries. Yeah, and he shows up and here's what's going on, and and he is so upset that the Philistines are defaming the name yep. of God, the yep. God of Israel. Yeah. And he moves to action. And Chad, you know, something that's really interesting there is that, you know, we tend to be lulled to sleep when we hear people, you know, say the Lord's name in vain mm. or talk about our God or, you know, um, make fun of Christians rather than go, you know what, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And in our society today, we are very capable of those things. It seems like the church in itself is so against each other within the church. We're fighting the wrong battles. Mm. And David comes up to a situation where there's this giant out there saying ugly things against God. He says, uh-uh, I'm having nothing about this. Yeah, I will not stand. Yeah, and I love that because to me, that's even a better part of the story than even the battle. Yeah, yeah, and what a great lore story, like practical yeah. application. Mm -hmm. Like uh, It's so easy to, to, to take the story and be like, oh, overcome the giants in your life, right. and, and there's, there's that narrative. But... But David is frustrated, mm. not just with Israel, mm. but with the fact that people are using the Lord's name mm -hmm. in a way that does not represent mm. him accurately. And, and what I love about that is that as they do that, you know, David, and, and I really think this about my own life. There was a time in my life that I'm a senior in high school. I was angry at God and I blamed God for everything that was going on because I had a wrong view of God. And sometimes I think that even happened. It happened a long time ago. These guys kept thinking God was going to fight their fight for them. And yet there was the young man named David that was going to go fight it. And yet so many people didn't want to fight the fight because they're afraid. Mm. And today we're afraid of fighting. What if we say something and it's misunderstood and, they, and we're going to get in trouble for it? I'd rather say the right thing and stand on truth than to say the wrong thing and be on the wrong side. Yeah. And so David... There's a great story here of that, of who is your God? 
And if you believe in the one true God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and you believe that all of humanity and all of our history lies upon that one God that became a man, that died on the cross, that rose from the grave, and we truly believe that, then we ought to be pumped up to go fight that battle. Yeah. And, and Keith, don't you think there's some parallels? You know, here, here David is fighting for the name of God, uh, and it's offensive. Yes. And here in the New Testament, uh, the name Jesus, we believe Jesus is God, obviously, the Son of God. And look at our culture today. You use the, you go and pray to some, you know, in, in a public setting and you pray to God, people might get frustrated. Yeah. But the moment you name Jesus, now you've drawn a line in the sand. It's, not a, it's not a politically correct statement. No, anymore. it is not. You, know, it is you, not. you get a lot of people that don't like you. And, and, and even Christians, we try to dress it up. We want to put the big armor on you. And, and rather than just, you know what, let me just get you on your knees and let's pray that God mm. does something greater than we ever dreamed imaginable. Mm. Mm. So that's a great lower story application. Yep. Give me give yep. me another one or two that before we jump into the big picture, upper story, here's what God's doing in Israel. What are a couple other practical things that come out of this story that, that we can take and apply to our life? Well, you know, David, you know, he refuses to wear the armor bearer of the, the king. But what he does is he grabs a stone, yeah. one stone. Something he knew. Something he knew because he'd learned growing up as a young boy, he was a shepherd boy. And this young shepherd boy, he was in the mountains shepherding sheep and making sure that lions and tigers and bears, oh my, would not come and take the sheep. And so he learned a craft and he learned how to play the harp. And David was prepared. You know, a lot of people want to say, well, when I get to that moment, I'll be ready. Yeah. But God has given you talents through your life. There's reasons why you grew up in a certain family with certain adversities, because it, it grows you up. David had to learn how to protect the sheep. He had to learn how to fight. He was no, um, uh, he was no rookie to learning how to fight something. Yeah. I mean, he had killed bears, lions, and he was not afraid. And so when he sees this great giant Goliath, He's not afraid to run to the battle. So David runs to the battle. I love that. Not runs away from the battle, but he runs to the battle. That's a great lower story that we see and go, wow. Yeah, what a great word picture. Yeah, a great word picture that we go, what, am I the type of guy that runs to the battle or I run away from the battle? And that he has just one smooth stone. He has a couple in his little baggie, but he says, you know what? I got him. And when he slings that rock and it hits the Goliath and the Goliath hits the ground, he doesn't even stop there. He runs over and grabs that head, pulls it up, and cuts the head off. And, you know, when I was thinking about that, I went, you know, the seed of woman will crush the head of the serpent. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you go, wow, could that have been a picture right there? Yeah. That that's what's going to happen one day in the future of the foreshadowing, that you don't just need to hit the, you know, the devil in the head, take his head off. Yeah. And he's done. And so I kind of like that. Yeah. And I love what you brought up there because the Bible, we see this this repetition that often happens, right? Real historical mm -hmm. event, Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah. And then it's it, it's almost like it's fulfilled sometimes multiple times yeah. in a pattern. And yeah. we see that yeah, throughout yeah. the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So that's a great, a great parallel for our audience to, yes. to grab hold of. Let's let's move Keith now beyond just this lower story idea of you know protecting the name of God mm -hmm. and running to the battle. And let's talk about what God is doing mm. in Israel mm. and the word picture mm -hmm. he's giving Israel through this Davidic yeah. king. As we know, from this moment on, he gets 
raised up through the ranks. Mm -hmm. And he is anointed as the next king of Israel. And yet when you watch this, you go, here's a young man that has no fear that raises up through the ranks because he is the anointed one chosen by God mm. to be that guy that leads Israel into the promised land. Yeah. And you go, I, I, I love to see that God does raise up individuals that are going to be used for his glory, for his majesty, that are going to do things that nobody ever deems imaginable. Yet here's this guy, David, that does it very, very well. I love that. And uh, when we think about the parallels between David and Jesus, mm. and, you, and you see, here's the future yep. king of Israel yep. from the line of David, yep. from the line of Judah, who goes into the valley of death, mm. right? Mm -hmm. He intercedes on behalf of the people, mm -hmm. one man standing for mm -hmm. the people, mm -hmm. facing certain death. Mm. And instead of being defeated by death, he overcomes death, and he sets the captives free. Mm. So, what a great reminder and a great shadow of what is to come. What a great picture that is for us. You know, when I look back and I understand what the Old Testament really means and how that me, a, a New Testament guy, mm. can take understanding of that. And when I look at Matthew and I see that we as Christians are of the line of David, and that's very important, of the tribe of Judah, mm. all of a sudden I go, I'm no longer standing in mud. I'm standing on the rock, and I know whom it is that I serve. I know whom it is that wins. And rather than being afraid, I'm drawing all these parallels to run to the battle against all odds. And I'm going, man, I, I am a child of the king, mm. and I need to be more aggressive in how I live my life to make Christ known. And when evil's out there, I've got to call evil evil and stand on what is true because I am on the winning team. Yeah. We don't need to be afraid to intercede no way. as well. It reminds me of 2 Samuel 7, right? That yep. Not only do we have this Davidic king, but we have a future king that David was promised, that there was a king coming that was greater than he was that would be from the same line. Yep. Matthew makes that connection yep. for us and helps us understand the whole story. And the big picture is God is awesome. Oh, and that's the win. I, I hope this is encouraged. It's fun to talk about for sure. I hope uh, our listening audience is encouraged and reminded, let's go study in the Old yeah, Testament. Let's yeah. not just stay in the New Testament. The, the apostles, Jesus, they help us understand what's going on in these stories. And there's so much more that we often miss. And so we'll be excited to bring it to you again next time here on the Kanaka Institute podcast. Thank you so much for joining us.